SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, good morning. Oh, look at your feet. They're still moving. Yeah. Wow. Bit of fly rider. Fam, I don't think any one of you will be up yet if you're at... Still Gatlin. They're probably still at the Zhivago after party. Uh, Your first R&B Fridays Live. Amazing. Did you love? Oh, it was amazing. Just people going (laughs) crazy. Do you know what... Who was your favourite? Um... Oh, I love Jojo Zep. <laughs> no, the Falcons. No, 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 I like. Uh... <laughs> they all sound the same. <laughs> this flow rider very busy. What's going on? Flow rider was very busy. He got out in the crowd on people's shoulders. He was spraying champagne. I was sort of off to the left at the front, and when he started spraying champagne, I was like, my hair! No! And I ran, like, away from the champagne because I didn't want to get my hair wet. I was like, oh, no, I need to voluntarily consume champagne. Thank you, Flow Rider, on my turn. Hey, what about Boys to Men, of course? They they went off, didn't they? Boys to Men were my favourite. Oh, you make love to me. Yeah, and um, they had roses, and um, Kelly Rowland was actually sitting up in the crowd, and at one point they were sing- like they were singing to her, and she was singing the words back, and that was that was iconic. What about Kelly Rowland's butt cheeks? Like they were out. She, she was I, wearing she, chaps. She was wearing denim. denim well, wow, it's like she'd cut butt cheeks out of her jeans. Yes, her, which I thought was she, remarkable. She's got a banging bod, that woman. Um, mm. Yeah, I, yeah. As I said, I don't think anyone who went there is probably listening right now. But if you did, yeah, thirteen ten sixty, call us anytime. Is anyone um, still out? Mm. Anyone at Javago's after party? Yeah, it was. Mm. Um, yeah, thank you to everybody who came up, and, and a lot of SAFM listeners came up and said, "Hey, and thanks for the tickets," because we gave away a lot of tickets. Absolutely, and that was lovely. Yeah, so, Fridays live, boom! Mm. You've done it. Sunday. Your first, your first <laughs> wow. one. I was walking in and someone goes, it's your first one, isn't it? And I said, oh, yeah, I've been up all night thinking about it. It's amazing. Yeah, look, mm. look, I, I could have asked for more enthusiasm from you, if I'm honest. What did you want me to do? I just wanted you to dance with me. <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> no, maybe next probably year. Not. Well, no, probably not. Not. Well, well done. Uh, it was great last night. Our boss just said I liked your mum dancing. I said, that's oh. not my mum dancing. Did it's just my dancing. Yeah. I didn't see your How mum How I there. dance. SAFM's Beck and Soda. It's a Monday. Oh, a bit of a milestone coming up in the family. Our youngest, Frankie, will mm-hmm. be finishing primary school this year. That'll be it. Then a high school and yeah, above for all of them. Yeah, so then I'll have one in uni and two in high school. And I think having a primary school kid, there's something sweet about it. Just to mm. have your little one. And when they go to high school, you kind of lose them. They're well, gone. They don't want to, like... You to walk them in. You don't know their teachers' names. You don't often get invited to school excursions in high school. No, there's none of that. So I feel quite sentimental about it. So uh, when it, when I heard that the uh, Year Six families were mm-hmm. doing a farewell weekend down at yep. West Beach Caravan Park, I thought. Usually I miss something or I haven't seen the seesaw announcement and I stuff it up. And I went, nah, I'm going to be in for this. I'm going right. to be a joiner. Mm. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to participate. Hang on. So all the kids in the year, mm. their families went and booked what, like a, a yeah, cabin or something? Yeah, everybody booked a cabin or they brought a tent oh, or a, a caravan. Great idea. So um, booked in. Yep. Rang the caravan park, said I'm with the primary school. Um, and I, you know what I did because I was smug. I was like, you know what I'll do? 
I am going to be the mum who gets it right. I'm going to book like a big three-bedroom cabin. So if any other like mums or dads forget to book, I can be like, oh, it's all right. Your kid can come and bunk in with us. We've got room. I've got a big. So I was feeling like I had it covered. Mm. So we go to check-in on Friday, <clears throat> drive up to reception, bags all packed, uh, type the name in. Um mm-hmm. There is no record of your booking. <laughs> what, what happened to the three-bedroom palace? Yeah. Anyway, they've just gone, hang on a minute, and they've gone. So West Beach has two caravan park sections. They have, like, the right. main one, and then yes. they have, like, a secondary one. It's called the Retreat. It's next door. It's got cabins and, like, um, eco-tents and a few other things. Right. Somehow, yes. I managed to book the wrong caravan park. In the Retreat? In the Retreat. So we were next door, but in order to get to where Every other family mm. in the whole school, all of Frankie's friends, the whole gang, all of the mm. collective gatherings was a good 10-minute walk from where we were staying. Also, you needed an access card to get into the caravan park where they were. So every time we had to walk there, we had to like wait outside the caravan park and wait for like another family to go oh, in so we could like run in oh. and sneak into the like tailgate them in. Oh, like you do normally to get into a car park or something if you're not going to so pay. We, we had to loiter at the back what? gate of the caravan park. Sorry if anyone from West Beach is listening. And then like, and then, and I, you know what I could have done? I could have rung another mum and said, I'm at the gate. Can you let me in? But I was too embarrassed that I'd stuffed it up so badly and I wasn't even staying where everyone else was. So how many other families were in the retreat there were like section? Four, no, none. There were like 40 families in one park. What? And the Morse Wakelands mm. down the road mm. because how, I'd screwed it up. How can 40 families get it right and one get it wrong? <laughs> oh, I know. Because Beck booked it. me. <laughs> I just shared the fact that I booked the wrong section of a caravan park for the weekend, which made us hiking quite a considerable distance. Uh, I feel a bit better. Kirsty from Oakton, uh, you know someone who stuffed up a booking. Yeah, you know how um, Argentina, I think it was Argentina and Italy were playing in Sydney and um, Melbourne for the soccer. Right, they yeah. They over here. Yeah, my work colleague booked tickets for a stadium that he thought was actually in Sydney, but it was actually in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, when the World Cup was on. Yeah, when the World Cup was on. So right. basically um, his children and his wife got to go to New Zealand, so it cost him nearly close to 10K rather than five or $600 to stay with a mate in Sydney. Oh, <laughs> I love how they still went though. Yeah. They didn't just cancel yeah. the tickets. I'm like, no, we're gonna we're going across the ditch, kids. Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic, isn't it? Good yeah. on him though for following mm. through, though, because he wouldn't want to upset the kids, particularly if they were being inspired by all of the uh, the great soccer players that were here in Australia for the World mm. Cup in New Zealand. No, he did extremely well, but I think mm. he actually went further than he needed to just because he wanted a quiet weekend, personally. Yeah, but. yeah that's a good point. <laughs> well done, this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, if I give you two words, I want to do a little word association. I want ooh, you to ooh, ooh. tell me the first like thing. Like a psych test. Yep, something that comes into your mind. Ruby Princess. Oh, um, COVID dungeon. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guess what? Be careful today, okay? Because the Grand Princess coming out of the same sort of stable Uh-oh. is a cruise ship arriving in Port Adelaide. It is a 14-day cruise. And they are going to dock here today. There's 4,000 people on the boat. Yikes. There are two breakouts. One's gastro and one's COVID. Oh, on the boat. no. Yes. You need lots of tissues and toilet paper on that cruise. How horrific. I mean, gastro <laughs> is disgrace. It's one of the worst things you can have, especially... 
That sounds like it when it's coming out of both ends and you're going, I'm not sure whether I need to sit or kneel. Hang on. Then you sit and you go, no, I've got to kneel down now. And then you're going back and forward and it is horrific, Astro. And then throw in COVID. Now, I I didn't realise this, Beck. There are currently um, two and a half thousand COVID cases in SA at the moment. Oh, now, how 2020? How many people are not testing, right? So yeah. I don't really know too many people testing right. at the moment, yet there's still two and a half thousand cases and 33 people in hospital. So we're having a big outbreak in Adelaide at the moment. Another wave. Yep. And we've got this boat docking today. Um, people on the boat are just saying it is absolutely horrific. Let's dust off Nicholas Spurrier. Where is, <laughs> where is Nicola and her beautiful uh, grey set of hair? Um, Beck, this is pretty frightening because if you're on that boat, and obviously we knew what happened with the Ruby Princess, which was just frightening. Um, people, if they are sick, they've been confined to their cabins. Oh. But what about this? If you're in a cabin with someone who's sick, you're allowed to come and go. But as long as a sick person stays in the cabin, no. Well, if you've got gastro, you're not leaving the cabin, are you? Because you need to be close to your But amenities. what about if you've got COVID? You might actually feel fine. Um, But for people that have been confined to their cabins, you'll love this. This is the lengths they're going to to make them feel comfortable. They're giving them a $25 voucher to spend on the ship, Mm. (laughs) which is a cocktail. Yeah. Yep. Seriously. Well, um, that'll help. Look, I don't normally (laughs) when people- cocktail of misery. My mum, Bets, is a bit of a um, fan of your cruise. She's in fact going on the Virgin Voyager cruise, the first one in in Australia. Um, But- I know normally if they dock into Adelaide, they stick everyone on a bus and then they take them into town and yeah. do a bit of tourist stuff. Yeah. I don't know what the plan is today, but if you see a big tourist bus of a lot of middle-aged <laughs> yeah. people, yeah. run to the hills. In bright shirts. Yes. Um, and they'll be wearing lanyards and they wear little lanyards and the different colour lanyard, right, will reflect how many cruises they've been on. So yes. you might have like the burgundy. Is that, really? is that really what? Absolutely. Have you ever been on a cruise? Two. If you see someone with a platinum lanyard, that means that they are full-time cruisers. Get the hell out of the way today. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Rightio. Now, on Friday, Beck, we had a little meeting post-show, and we'd like to do a little bit of planning, so we've at least got some (laughs) semblance. Believe it or not, this show does get planned. We don't just turn the mics on. (laughs) Yeah, we like to ensure we've got some sort of blueprint blueprint to work from. Anyway, while we were doing the planning, you just panicked and went, oh, I've got to go. We go, well, hang on. We've just started the meeting. You went, no, no, no. I've got to go. I've got a tradie coming. Mm. I went, okay, no worries. So I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe the plumbing needs to be Mm. fixed or perhaps, I don't know, you're getting a new sliding door put in or something similar. Um, Mm. So can you explain to us why you had a tradie coming around last Friday? No, it was serious. It was a big issue that was impacting my life. Come on, share it Um, with our friends. The... (laughs) The um the drawer of mm. our um, vanity in the ensuite, which is a soft touch drawer, wasn't shutting completely. So, so one drawer was slightly out from the other. There's two of them, and one was slightly ajar. Hang on. So you're essentially talking about a drawer where you push it in. It's got that little yeah. click where it plays, yeah. and you push it in, and, and then it you comes push it out. And it opens. So when you push right. it back, yeah. Then it would pop back slightly and it was just out by about two centimetres and, and the Virgo in me was seriously triggered and I couldn't live with it. So I had to call in someone. What, why didn't it. you try and fix it or James try and fix it? No, no, it? no. We had tried. We tried for some months. We tried to slam it what? really hard. Uh, we also took the drawer out and put it back in. Like control, right. alt, delete. But it didn't work. So we had to 
call someone to come and... You called a tradie in... To fix to the drawer. be able to shut your drawer that anyone could fix within well, a second. Yeah. Well, we couldn't fix it. We'd, we'd tried and failed and... It was a serious issue that was impacting. Mm. I, I was triggered every time I walked into the, the bathroom that one of the drawers was slightly ajar. Right. So how much did you have to pay a tradie to come in and do that? Um, it was, well, you know, there's call out, there's labor and he had to, how re- much he had to replace the runner. Have, the runner was out. How much did you it pay was, a tradie? Look, it, was a, it was a couple of hundred dollars. <clears throat> you had to pay a couple of hundred dollars. To just close your drawer. Do you know how happy <laughs> I am that the drawer closes? <laughs> That's so good. Hang on. You paid a bloke a couple of hundred dollars to close your drawer. Well, I couldn't do it myself. And my husband was unable to do it. And slamming it really mm. hard several times had not helped. In fact, it probably made it worse. Mm. And so we needed a new runner. And those runners aren't <laughs> cheap. <laughs> anyway, I can't be the only person who has called a tradie for a minor job. What? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, has anyone had to call a tradie to come and hammer a nail in? Yeah. Um, change a light globe. Hang yeah. a painting up. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I've, I've paid someone to hang a painting up before. That is remarkable. I was worried it was going to fall down, so I paid someone to hang it for Anyone wow, paid a gardener nice. to remove a single weed from your <laughs> I don't have a gardener, mate. I do that myself. Get anyone my hands dirty. paid for someone to take the rubbish bin out for them no, onto the street? No, I take my own rubbish out. Okay, <laughs> I'm a woman of the people. Really? What? What? The help don't do the rubbish? Yeah, help. Well, I, no, I don't have help, but I have a tradie to fix a drawer. Okay. All right, thirteen ten sixty. Make me feel better. Did you call a tradie in for a really small job, like a hire a hubby or, you know, a small job? A yeah. Small job. Okay. <clears throat> like fixing a soft touch. Or someone strategy. just to come and wipe down the bench after dinner. <laughs> Just when you think you might struggle at home, Beck makes all of us feel better because you actually got a tradie in to shut a drawer. Those soft touch drawers, you know, when you pop them and then when you put them back in and they keep popping out and mine was popping out and not shutting and it was triggering me. I spent a lot of time in the bathroom. (laughs) So I called in a tradie, left work early, (laughs) an emergency at home. It's an emergency. My drawer won't shut. (laughs) Thinking, could there be anything more ridiculous to call a tradie for than shutting your drawer? And then Charmaine from Manopara West calls up. Good morning, Charmaine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good morning. Now, Charmaine, tell us, why'd you call a tradie? Uh, I have to have a tradie come in to change my light globe. (laughs) (laughs) I did not even think that could happen. Yes. I can't reach the PowerPoint, so I have to have someone come in and do it because I'm not climbing in my roof. Charmaine, what, not interested in sort of putting a ladder up and having a crack at it yourself? No. Charmaine, I love you. Mm. Sometimes wow. you just have to outsource when your right. skill set doesn't match your requirements. Mm. Exactly ex- right. I would not have believed that a <laughs> tradie would have to come in and change yes. your light But, you know, then again. This is the best. Uh, Chelsea, Jade in Andrews Farm, what did you have to call a tradie for? Hey guys, so um, my partner, um, she tried to put up a handrail um, mm-hmm. in because we've got a fully tiled shower. Mm. Yes. So she put up a handrail, um, except she went through the tile, through the stud and into a pipe. <gasps> and it turned into a very big job, cost us about 800 bucks to actually get the pipe fixed. Oh, Chelsea, that's great. What's your partner's name? Ashley. Right. So what does Ash normally do for a job? And it's clearly not being a, uh, a carpenter. <laughs> Well, she works in the mines as a data and comms technician. Mm. 
Right. So she's she's no fool, Chelsea. She should know mm. better. Mm. Oh, she definitely should. <coughs> See, that's mm. my point, Chelsea. Mm. If you'd called a tradie in the first place, mm. then you wouldn't have had that disaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just let me do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Chelsea. Yeah. Next time, get hold of that drill. 131060. Mm-hmm. What did you call a tradie for? Did you actually get someone to shut your drawer or change your light cloak? Can, can anyone actually outdo a light cloak? Yeah. I didn't pay That's someone to shut my drawer. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, I kind of did. Kel from Mitchell Park. Uh, what did you make a call for? Um, we actually bought the Google Nest doorbell. Mm. Um, I couldn't put it up on the wall because it was actually brick. And we actually got somebody out to install it, like a tradie. Well, Kel, that's not too bad. I, w- I could almost give you a pass for that because, mm. I mean, what, you would have to drill through the brick and you might know how to do that. Exactly. That's what my argument was. We tried super glue and we tried double glue. <laughs> <laughs> you tried double-sided tape, did you say? Yeah. Kel. Yeah, did you try good. some gaffer? Did, did you try blue tack? <laughs> no, we didn't. We were going to, but we didn't get that far. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Double-sided tape to hold So up. all you had to do was actually just hold it up there. Mm. You didn't have to connect anything. No. <laughs> no. Right. You could have just put it on the floor. It's no <laughs> drawer. I love that she tried super glue. Bit of Tarzan's grip. <laughs> yes. Bit of epoxy. <laughs> bit of Tarzan's grip. Bit of mm. WD-40 fixes everything. Mm. Okay, we're asking for stupid things you needed help for. Danielle in Greenfields, what did you do? Hi. So it's when I um, had first learned, well, I got my P's mm. and I was, had just learned to drive in a manual. Yeah. And I had parked the car on a bit of a hill and I had to call my dad to help me reverse out of the car park. <laughs> oh, he had to come and meet you there? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He had to come and reverse the car out because every time I tried to reverse, I kept going forward and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to go into Oh, you couldn't find, you couldn't yeah. find reverse. I had an old Astra where you had to lift mm-hmm. the knob mm-hmm. up to get it into reverse mm-hmm. and it was actually really hard. What? what yeah, you know what I mean, stick. on the gear stick, yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. lift, was that your well, car like that, Danielle? She's not there. No. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. It's just, so you know in my why? old Astra, you had to yeah. lift it yes. and then push it to get but into reverse. You know why I... that existed? Mm. So you didn't put it in reverse by accident when you were trying mm. to grind your yeah. gears. That's why I don't drive a manual. <laughs> <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. News reader M is here with the headlines. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hello, M. Well, uh, South Australia, we're really living up to the title, the festival state, aren't we? Everything is just about to absolutely go nuts. Mm -hmm. All happening. Isn't it? Over the weekend, uh, announcements of Live Golf again. Yes. Mm. Uh, Did you go to Live Golf um, in April? I didn't. uh, And I had major FOMO, particularly when I saw that hole in one. Yeah, it is fantastic. You know the best part about Live Golf? Now, you know that sort of feeling sometimes if you go to the Adelaide Oval and you're lucky enough to get a ticket out the back in the members. People go there without watching a ball bowl oh, and have cricket. the time of their life. You're talking the about cricket, cricket yeah. Aren't you? yeah. Same with you know, if you go to the races, you can go to the races without placing a bet and have a time. Yeah. Live golf is that, so you don't have to have any interest in golf yeah. to go and have a great time, and it is awesome for the kids. There okay. is so much to do. Wow, I'd like mm. my kids to get into golf. Got the money in it. Yeah, but um, no, they can go to live golf and just not even do it. Like I think, um, who is the band that sings Lanterns? 
What are they called? Oh, you know they yeah, are. I the know big Aussie band. I can't get it. Birds of Tokyo. Birds of Tokyo. Birds they of Tokyo. play there. Okay. At Live Golf. Um, what What are the dates? April twenty sixth to twenty eighth. Right. Make yep. sure you get along if you can. It is a great event. And before that, April mm. four to seven, gather round. Oh, bad April. Right. Yeah. We need to come up with something Actually, better. Actually, can it be Ace April? No, we need to workshop Awesome that. April. Awesome oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. What? Magnificent. Magnificent <laughs> April. Yeah. It's Magnificent April. Come on, get onto it. You need alliteration, though. Yeah. Uh, A Magnificent April. Yeah. Um, so gather and, and for Crows and Port fans, yes. they've got marquee times. They have. So Thursday night for Crows yep. and Friday night for Port, both at Adelaide Oval. And then other games at Norwood Oval mm-hmm. and Mount Barker. Yeah. Right, so no new venues. Did you go to Live Golf? Did you go to, did. Did you go to Gather Round? Yes. I did. I, I went to the Swans game on the Friday night and then I yep. went to the Port game. And yeah. it was electric. I loved it. We've got to remember now the lead-in now is going to be much, much bigger because mm. they whacked it together pretty quick this year and it was you know, really, really good. So this is going to be great mm. fun as well. And again, really good for the kids because they're trying to engage the kids in this. Um, Andrew Dillon is the CEO of the... AFL, he's taken over from Gil McLaughlin, and he was here on the weekend with Peter Malinowskis. Hey, have a listen to this, Em. You reckon it's not going everywhere? And we're here outside the home of the Red Legs, Magnificent Norwood Oval. (laughs) Andrew Dillon, the head of the AFL, Magnificent Norwood Oval. Andrew, you're in the running for a family holiday to the Gold Coast. Congratulations. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Bridezilla, producer Rach, a.k.a. Bridezilla, finally tied the knot on Saturday after months and months of torturing us. It was a big moment. So uh, if you've been playing along at home, you would have noticed that uh, over the past few weeks, Rach has really been, I suppose, revealing her inner self in terms of how she prepares for this wedding. And you've heard the term Bridezilla. I think it was created for her. If you actually Google Bridezilla, her face comes up. (laughs) <laughs> it's been really, really remarkable. The thing that was scary, Beck, was um, given the Crows played in the AFLW finals on Saturday, I got a call during the week saying, look, the footy's on, yep. you've got to work. And I mm. went, okay, Uh-oh. no. And I went, oh, no, not this Saturday. And then, of course, I realised I was meant to be chauffeuring Lockie to the wedding in a beautiful Zagami Ferrari. Uh-oh. I had to tell Rachel I couldn't go. And amazingly, she took it reasonably well. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would have been terrified about letting her down. Yeah, but no, she was, she was actually okay with it. She said, well, you've got to make it up to me when I get back to work, but we'll sort that out when we get there. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that worked out okay, but there were some ridiculous demands we heard of. Yeah, so, uh, Bleebs, you and I uh, went to the ceremony under very strict instructions that were put in writing in an email. We were to stand up the back, Mm -hmm. we were to be punctual, and we were to leave sharply after the ceremony and not consume any champagne or canapes. We were to be seen and not heard. So we were pretty nervous. Um, but I think I, we also tried to avoid all of the photos. We kept moving. Um, yeah. But the restrictions that she had on Lockie, mm-hmm. the, the groom, were very strict. For example, his hair. My fiancé Lockie's sporting a horrendous mullet. Mm. <laughs> that obviously needs to go before the big day. Right. Did he have the mullet? The mullet was gone. Of course it was. <laughs> or it wouldn't have been happening. Yeah. Right, then so there he were had that the uh, restrictions on the bridesmaids, including the maid of honour, who was still recovering from the fact that she had been sacked in a prank, were they wearing their rings? Well, this one's to do with my bridesmaids. Please do not, under any circumstances, wear your wedding ring or your engagement ring on my day. Uh, they were sans rings. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the all the photos. Off. 
Her yeah. ring did do the shining. Yeah, it right. was all about Rach and the ring. Now, the biggest one that I thought was going to be really, really tough was the one involving Lockie standing at the altar and just waiting for the arrival of Bridezilla herself. Mm. When I'm walking down the aisle, if I don't see Lockie standing up the front with tears bawling down his face, mm. I'm stopping the whole ceremony and turning around and walking back. He cried. Yeah, he did. He did cry. Straight away. Straight away. He as cried, as he but did he cry out of happiness or did he cry because <laughs> he knew he was going to be stuck with Bridezilla for the rest of his life? Well, it was interesting because I was sitting at the football. Mm. In the middle of the game, I get a message on my phone and I look down thinking, oh, someone's injured in the game. Someone from the footy club is passing oh, some info. Here we go. At 2.51 p.m., I get a message. OMG, I've been the biggest bitch today. Rach was just <laughs> reminding me, and that was 2.51, so that was, what, uh, 39 minutes before the moment. Wow. Um, and clearly she was uh, a little tense, but it all went perfectly. She looked absolutely yep. stunning. I, the curls were perfect, mm-hmm. the makeup was perfect, the dress was a sensation, and they are genuinely in love. Yeah. So we wish them every happiness. Right, get onto our socials right now because the official portrait has been released and it has been okay. It's 8 a.m. and so it wasn't allowed to be released until 8 a.m. Yeah, I think well, um, I think that's because she wanted to send it to Women's Day. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. And from R&B, Fridays presents Fridays Live. Boys to men, I'll, I'll um, make love to you. Is anybody awake yet who was there? Give us a call if you want to. Reminisce 131060. What a night. Boys to Men were actually my favourite, but Flowrider for me was a surprise package. He went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Freudian slip, but. Mm. It's normally a surprise packet, isn't it? He but in this case, you caught him. Sure. Right. And the dancers for Kelly Rowland? Yeah, there was it was a feast. It was a visual feast last night. Right. Kelly Rowland is fit as. Mm. That woman is amazing. Yeah, but how did she sing? That's the most important yeah, part. Doesn't no, matter what she all, looks like. They all sung like you were listening to their CD. Like you'd pop like I'd popped the C D mm. back in my little Nissan Pulsar. Was there a touch of backing track? Uh, yeah, there was for Kelly, but she wasn't yeah, listening. You've got to dance. you got to dance. She was dancing. Yeah. Um, she was extraordinary. Um, Jason Derulo, of course, the headline act. And our mate, Fatman Scoop. Mm. Yep, yeah, he uh, was good. Threw to us in the audience and gave us the job to hand out a meet and greet with Jason Derulo after the show. We had to find the big Jason Derulo fans and we didn't have to look far. <laughs> Maria and Liz, you are going to meet Jason Derulo. <laughs> Ripper! Ripper. Oh. There's uh, Jason Derulo's put an AVO against uh, the two girls. Oh, yeah. So that was after his performance. So mm. he would have been sweaty. Mm. <sighs> he came out in a big, like, red coat. Yeah. It was well done. It was spectacular. If you missed it and you have major FOMO, please come next year. Did mm. you like it? Did you love your first yeah. one? Yeah, it was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still spinning. Yeah, all right. Uh, check it out. Oh, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Shondell has called in. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, let's go um, to From Shondell. Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, oh, you're up already, Dal. Did you love it? Oh, I absolutely loved every second of it. It was so good. <laughs> what was the highlight, Shondell, for you? Um, watching Flowrider get around on the shoulders of, of the of the security guards in the in the crowd and climbing mm. up onto the balcony with the other girls. 
That was amazing. <laughs> he climbed into someone's corporate box. Can you imagine? Incoming! <laughs> Next minute, flow riders on your lap. <laughs> well done, Shondell. Oh, oh, so good. So good. We're going to be talking about it all day. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Let's talk Tay-Tay right now. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. Yes, the entire Oh, my gosh this morning dedicated to Tay-Tay and Travis, otherwise known as Trailer. Congrats if you're able to get some tickets on Friday as well because apparently they did not last yeah, long. I don't for, know many people who got them on yeah, Friday. Both the Sydney and the Melbourne legs. Snapped up. Well, the internet has gone into meltdown because one of those lyrics that you might have picked up in Karma, the song we just played, this Karma lyric, is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Which I'm guessing was written about Joe Alwyn, who was an actor. Well, at her um, latest... Harry Styles, though, he's been on the screen. He's been an actor as well. Yeah. Could have been a few, couldn't it? Yeah, but I reckon the era that she wrote it could could be wrong. It's about Hmm. the Joe Alwyn era. Anyway, now, of course, she's dating Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, and so she made this little lyric switch. Did she say, can you play, is she the guy from the Chiefs on coming the Chiefs. home to me? Yeah. Patterson? yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, of course, NFL. The guy on the Chiefs. Say to the man. She oh. does the cutest little, like, almost embarrassed, yeah. awkward laugh that she's singing about him. So, for those that aren't aware, well, you actually, most people on the planet are, but Travis Kelsey, the boyfriend, is number 87 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, God, that's so sweet. <laughs> anyway, it gets cuter. It gets even cuter, right? Oh, stop it. So I watched this clip. Don't, my heart's going to burst. Maybe a dozen times on the weekend. Someone in the crowd has captured her running off stage. Mm-hmm. And he's standing, and he's standing, like, with his hands behind his back with a big grin on his face. Mm. And she just runs into his arms and flings her arms around his neck. And they have this passionate kiss, and they're so in love. So... He surprised her. Well, she's had a two-month break, and this is her second concert back. So I don't know whether she greets him like that all the time or whether he'd just flown in from the US. Where's the concert? Uh, Buenos Aires. Oh, well, that's a big surprise. That's a legitimate mm. hug. And then, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as though yeah. he's know. in Kansas City and she's done a concert and Trav's just there with her and drove yeah. her to the concert. He is wearing a particularly heinous shirt. <laughs> it looks like a Christmas shirt. It's like red and green spots oh, all over it. Honor. But that won't be on him for very long. Let's be honest. Um, Taylor probably won't be on him for very long because she'll need to no, break up with him no, soon. This well, is she the does. Real thing. This she, is the one. No, she needs it. some material for the next no. album, <laughs> and she has to sack a bloke no. to write the songs. No, no. I won't so, hear of it. Trav, good luck over the next couple of months. Uh, make the most of it while you can. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Well, Beck, I'm very excited because one of the most joyous, happiest men that we have here in Australia is the wonderful Matt Preston. He has a new book called Big Mouth, and he joins us now. Matty, great to speak to you, buddy. That's fantastic. So, so it, it wouldn't be a book launch if I didn't get to talk to Soda and Beck. How lovely to hear your voice. Oh, you've written some cookbooks, but how is it to sit down and write your your life story, your autobiography, where do you start? It's really scary, number one. It's a terrifying thing. And also, you do this terrible thing. You know, right, you write cookbooks and it's all, it's a very safe space, right? You don't have to reveal too much about yourself. You don't have to reveal much stuff about your failures and the family scandals and all that stuff. Um, and I thought, well, I've got to be honest. I've got to be raw and I've got to be, you know, I've got to 
got a share everything I've gone through. So, so that's what I did. Hey, Matt, can I just say, the, I reckon people need to get a look at this. You haven't had a chance yet. The picture on the front of you is quite a remarkable, striking picture. It's sort of a look of your face that I've never seen before. And it looks like, you know, when you see a picture tells a thousand stories, it looks like your face is telling a lot of stories, if that makes sense. Yeah, look, look he's a, this, this guy called Julian Kingmer, who I've, I've, I've done photos with, you know, over the last 15 years, is an amazing photographer. He lights it really well, so my eyes look really blue. They're not, as you know, so they're not that blue in real life. <laughs> well, um, so, so that's amazing. But but agree, but it, it's a, it's, I think you'd call it a walk-to-all photo. Yeah. You know, you can see every line. And um, and I've lived I've lived a pretty full full life, as you'll see from the 400 pages of the book. If you could see the other 400 pages that didn't go in, <laughs> um, absolutely. You can, see, you can see that written on my face, as they say. Mate, I'm looking at the picture of your eyes. You're right. They're striking... Uh, I actually feel like you're judging me when I'm looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I had a bit of a flick through, uh, and I guess you're probably me- best known for your role as a MasterChef judge. And, sure. and some of the parts where you travel uh, around the world and realise how big the show is, what was the first moment when you went, oh, wow, this show is big globally? I think, I think it, was getting, it was getting a text from, from someone, and it was a, like the standard, lots of texts. It's so great. I watch them. We cook dinner. We sit down. We, we eat dinner on a lap. We watch the show. And then when I looked at the end, it was from, from a Sikh guy um, up in Amritsar. I went, wow. Okay. Well, that, that's weird. Then, then when we were filming, filming in Dubai, I'm in a, a shop and there are all these Emirati women, you know, full black, covered faces. And I could hear my name. I don't know where it's coming from. And I then suddenly realized it's, it's these women discussing, I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he, looks, he looks much better on the telly than he does here. <laughs> Matt, I'm looking at page 358 here of the book. And now, Beck, I tell you, Beck, you are going to love this. Um, Maddie, just over the past few weeks, I use the word magnificent a lot, right, as a descriptor, because I love it. It's such an elaborate word. Right, right. Yep. Beck hates the word because she reckons I overuse it. So what she did, she had oh. an intervention to get me to stop. What I've done is turn the tables, and now we have to use it on the show all the time. And, in fact, we've got magnificent merchandise that we put out on the streets, and it's all going like hotcakes. Yep. So, Beck, can I put to you? Oh, gosh, um, his, his eyes have lit up. I, I can guess what's happening. going to submit this as evidence, okay? Yeah. This is got? evidence item number one from the word of Matthew Preston himself talking about his great time at MasterChef. Those 11 years had been magnificent. Oh. We had done so much, and I still love making the show. Oh. Maddie, I told, it's a great word, isn't it? it it's a great word, but, but also, uh, apropos that, that, we also were first time we had Nigella on the show, George used the word yummy, um, and she went, you can't, what are you doing? You can't use that word. Ridiculous. And we, we had an intervention with, with George about, about yummy. Um, so, so, Beck, I totally understand the need, need to intervene when, when, word, when, words become, um, when words become overused, and it's good you're challenging soda to find other magnificent words to use magnificent sentences. <laughs> Matty Preston, the book is Big Mouth, mate. Uh, so great to have you here. We know you're a big fan of South Australia. It is a magnificent book. Make sure you get it, and... Mate, we've got to talk uh, our buns next year when it comes to Easter, okay? I, I look, I love talking hot cross buns. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a bun that went viral this year, so I'm happy. I'll give you that recipe, and, and it, it is going to blow your mind, but gee, it's delicious. Thank you, Matt. Always great to chat. Good luck with the book. Great Christmas gift. See you, buddy. Love you. Anyway, thank you, Soda. See you. Bye. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For the bingiest breakdowns, SAFM Stream Queen.
Oh, wow. Yes, the stream queen herself, Lisa Wolford, national entertainment writer for News Corp. Hey, great to have you here, Lise. I've always wanted to be a queen. Yeah, do you, you like are it? Our queen. I love it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, geez, we've got a big one, a huge one to look at today. It is Robbie Williams, the mm. four part doco. Now, it's no Beckham. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got to put it so out there. Said. It's no Beckham. No, it's not. But oh, did you like it? <clears throat> Look, to be honest, yeah. I haven't watched all four yet, sorry. Right. Um, and I, I, look, I felt it's almost like watching a mental breakdown happen in real time. Oh, so it's, and it's ang- really quite yeah, anxious. It's really quite draining on you. And I love him and I love his music, mm. but it's, it's quite mm. an honest, raw mm. look yep. behind the scenes of fame. He's a trouble cat. Absolutely. No doubt. And and so was Beckham. Um, but obviously Beckham feels like he had better support around him with, with Posh and everything. But uh, with both those guys, you just see that you can have the world at your feet, but still life can be a horrible, horrible battle at times. Absolutely. And I, I just wonder, it's like all these people around him kind of enabled him. Yeah. You know, okay. nobody was kind of going, hey... Maybe should we, you know, lay back off the take? Yeah, you know, they were all the along for the ride, or, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of them. Yeah, I just think, um, but he's quite open. There's a bit of ginger spice in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, like I said, he's not. He, he doesn't keep anything under wraps, does no. he? It's quite an honest, yep. raw, mm. in-depth mm. look at his life. Is it mm. filmed recently, like when he's super skinny, like now? Yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's he's wondering, how did you feel? He's wandering around in like his t-shirt and jokes. Yeah. Yes. The whole time. Yes. It's a little bit... It, it, it's bizarre. It, look, he's not worried about what he looks like. He's lying on his bed and he's just got a little... And he walks around with his laptop the whole yeah. time, then just opens the laptop and then plays something and then talks about it. Oh. Um, but he's just like lying there in his jocks. He looks like just a dad with yeah. tats on him. I mean, that's that's the nice kind of part, isn't it? Seeing yeah. him with his kids. Like his eldest daughter, Teddy, yes. comes in and, and she says, Who did you hate most in Take That? And he tees off on Gary Barlow. He does. Because Gary really Barlow does. is the one who called him fat, didn't he? And then that's what made him spiral into this weight loss. Right. He, he does say in there as well that it started from a very early age. We won't talk about what he eats in a day, but that's what he, yeah. you know, like way back in the day, he's always had this real um, image perception and yep. struggle. You've got to watch the last episode yeah. because I got to the last episode. There's only four of them. I got to the last one and I went, right, and I really enjoyed it because then he just really opens up but then he comes around and his wife um ida she you see the support that she provides Mm -hmm. and you can see his life gets better when he's got someone around him that can help him i think he credits her as well doesn't he with Mm. saving his life yeah Mm. no doubt and of course you have to watch it before robbie hits town i'm looking forward to him entertaining us well absolutely (laughs) we've got to somehow try and get an interview with him we've interviewed him before yeah and he is just fantastic he does not give a rat's toss about anything about his image about it he'll just go bang thank you lisa safm's beck and soda my head hurts so it must be time for the riddle man Prepare yourselves because one of the great entertainers from the rock world is going to be here Sunday week. His name is Robbie Williams. He is an absolute superstar at the Velo Adelaide 500 if you'd like to go. And we'll throw in 100 bucks as well so you can get yourself a couple little bevies or some food while you're there. 131060, it is Riddle Man time. Beck, are you ready? No, I'm a bit dusty this morning, so right. I'm about sharp as a bowling ball. Here we go. Uh, you love maths, don't you? Oh, 
God, what? I'm out. I'm what? out of the contest. Hang on. How can you be out of the contest? This is This is primary school maths level. Yeah. Okay. It's a long time since I was in primary school. 13, 10, 60. That's a good point. 13, 10, 60. Right, Beck. Think of the numbers 1 to 10. Yep. What is unique about number 7? So take all the numbers from 1 to 10. 1 to 10. What is unique about 7? Okay. What are you thinking? I'm thinking like something about like can't be divided by something mm. or... Uh, Ooh, I like your thinking. But I don't know what that is. 7 a prime number? Mm. <laughs> what's, a, what's a prime number? Something that something to do with division. <laughs> <laughs> and I did journalism, mate. I haven't done a maths. I, uh, Righto, here we go. Beck, start thinking. Write the numbers down. I'll, I'll give you a clue. Write one, two, three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and look at the numbers. Okay. Right. Okay. Kelly from Parafield Gardens. Morning, Kelly. Do you love Robbie Williams? I love Robbie Williams. Ooh. I think he's magnificent. He is, and you're in the running for a beautiful, magnificent holiday. Okay, the number's one to ten. What is unique about seven? Um, oh, I got it. it, it oh, hang on. No, I haven't. Okay, Kel. Thanks for having a crack. No, All right. Not. Let's go to Natasha in Manham. Good morning, Nat. How are you? Oh, I'm all right, Chris. How are you? <laughs> Terrific. Okay, Nat. Uh, were you good at what did you get for maths while you're at school? Good, good uh, results. Uh, no, not at all. If I had my son here, uh, he'll probably be fine. But no. Nah. All right. Um, I'm not good at maths. Think number of the numbers. Great, all the numbers number. one to ten. What's unique about number seven? Um. Oh, sorry, Nat. Thanks for having a crack. You've got to be quick this morning. Ari from Golden Grove. Morning, Ari. How are you? Good morning. How are you, buddy? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Right. Numbers 1 to 10, what is unique about the number 7? It can't be multiplied or divided and still be a number below 10. I love it, but it is not correct, Gary. Thank you so much for playing. Sean from Modbury. Seano. It's got to be simpler than that, surely. Right. Always simple. We go, ah. Oh. Sean from Modbury. How are you, Sean? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, mate. All right. Numbers 1 to 10, why is 7 unique? I think it's a prime number. Uh, it is a prime number, but that doesn't make it unique. Okay. Can you remind me what a prime number is? Yeah, prime, they um, can't be divided. Yeah. So four is a prime number because it can be, be divided, divided by, by two. two. Three isn't a prime number. Seven isn't a prime yeah, number. Yeah, got it. Is nine a prime number? Yeah, because it would be divided. Oh. No, because it be divided by three. Well done. Okay, Josh from Smithfield. Josh, uh, okay, numbers one to ten. Why is seven so unique? Um, I don't know, cause it's probably because it's magnificent. Wait, <laughs> you're in the running for a holiday. Oh, He's when like, in I'm doubt. going to get the when Robbie Williams tickets. But uh, I might what's going on here? This is... Uh, I don't know it. This is a I really... I thought it was to do... When I went, oh, I've got it. I thought it was yep. to do with the, the letters in seven yeah. being the same, having seven, but it's not as five. <laughs> no, it's got five. Alana from Newton, come on, Alana. Numbers one to ten, what's unique about seven? Is it the only number with all straight light lines? Oh, no, because no, the E's curvy. Oh, unless no, you four, spell it in capitals. Four is, four is yep. straight. No, she means the actual number. Yeah, I know. Right. Sonny oh. from Williston. Come on, Sonny. What is you unique know, mate, about... How are you? Good, buddy. What's happening? Oh, not much, man. All right, here we go, Sonny. I want you to bring this home. Steer the ship. What is I'm unique... i no bloody idea, mate. Okay. <laughs> Good on you, Sonny. Thanks for playing. All right, Christy from Blakeview. Can you stop the rot, Christy? <laughs> Good what? morning. It's a magnificent Monday. Oh, Christy, you are in the running for that magnificent holiday. Okay, Christy, can you tell us, if you want to see Robbie Williams, what is unique about the number seven compared to all the other numbers from one to ten? It has two syllables. 
Yes! Oh, it, I knew it was something about yes. the word. Yes. That's why I wrote down seven. Hey, oh, Christy. Very, very simple. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. All have oh, one syllable. I love syllables. Yes. And I love Robbie. Thank hey, you. Christy, you're off to see Robbie at the Velo Adelaide oh. 500 and a hundred your way too. Woohoo. Thank you. Nice work. Told you, Beck, it was primary school level question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, syllables, quack. I blame Jason Duolo. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.